What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Hope you're having a great day, night, morning, evening, wherever you're at. Today, we got a good one for you. I'm here with my homie, Dominic. How's it going, man? Pretty good. How about you? I'm chilling, man. Living the dream? Living the dream. <laughs> and today, we are going to be talking about success and specifically how to create your own path to success. So what does that mean for you? Like what does success mean or creating your own path? Yeah, like what what path do you see yourself going down for success? I think I, it depends on how you want to define the path. But if you're talking about like the education path or like just the practical experience path, um, it's definitely a bit of both for me. Um, I think it's going to vary like person to person. Um, I think you definitely need a little bit of both, but I think that those can come in multiple forms. For me, it's going to come in... Um, you know, I, I already have, I have a BS in biochemistry um, and I went to college for that. Um, I'll be probably getting an MBA here in about a year um, as well, but I would actually attribute most of the value I have um, in the workplace to practical experience. Mm. Uh, but you need both for what I do. And, um, what I do is biotech sales currently. Um, so you definitely need a little bit of both for that. I agree for like, for majors like that, especially I feel like school and education is like super important and not only that, but things like nursing, becoming a lawyer, becoming a doctor, you need sure. a lot of schooling for that. Cause there's a lot of knowledge. So going off of that, what I wanted to talk about, as you know, is the education system, educational system. So. How about let's start with you. What are what are your general thoughts on it? Going from like elementary school to all the way through college. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk a little bit. My, my experience with uh, school from a very early age up until I went to college was being very bored mm -hmm. um, with it personally. Um, I didn't have to study a whole lot to get by in most classes. Um, and, you know, I wasn't like straight A the whole time, but I didn't really care. Um, and I could, you know, kind of pick up the book 20 minutes before the test and, and you know, pass or, you know, get a high B or something. Um, so it wasn't until I got to uh, university where I was challenged and, and for a little bit of context, I went to community college for a year and then transferred um, to a UC, um, which is a uh, University of California school. Um, and only when I got to a UC was I like actually a little bit more challenged and, and mm -hmm. also wanted to hold myself to a higher standard. Yeah. Um, so for me, school was pretty boring. Uh, definitely in high school, I felt like it was a waste of my time. I can definitely agree partly on that. Yeah. But at the same time, I didn't do a whole lot when I was like outside of high school. It was really productive either. Ooh. So you mean like social wise, like friends and stuff? No, or? but I mean like I wasn't uh, getting out of school from high school and then going home and, you know, building an app or like, you know, yeah, like yeah, I got learning you. how to participate in a global economy or anything, you know, like you know, I was just going home, hanging out with friends, watching TV, playing video games, that kind of stuff, you know, maybe mm -hmm. going to the gym or playing soccer here and there. Yeah. But um, yeah, I definitely felt like it was a waste of, of my time. Got you. I can definitely like test to that. I would I would say schooling from kindergarten, maybe preschool all the way through through high school, I think is definitely a necessity, not just for like the educational portion, but to like meet people and make friends sure. and stuff like that. And I think in college, that's also a great aspect of it too, is making friends and really uh, getting out there. But to me, 
I, I kind of felt the same way. I just felt like after a while, things seemed very repetitive that we were learning. Yeah. Like, like by junior or senior year, you know, the history and English that you're taking, and I mentioned this earlier, I, I feel like most people by that point, by the time they're like junior or senior or whatever, maybe aren't quite sure what they want to do, but have made some decisions on what they don't want to do. Even, yes. even if you're very yes. young. Yeah, and, narrowing it down a little bit at least. Yeah, and it's the fact that you're still... I feel like you shouldn't be forced to take those kind of classes. I think, obviously, still take classes, but those kind of classes that you're like certain on because you could replace that with things like learning how to do taxes, right? Learning how to write checks, learning just learning more about how to s sustain yourself in the future because I feel like we don't really... I mean, we take econ. Something guess, more right? practical. Yeah, something more practical sure. like how to buy a house maybe. Something like that. Sure. Just all that adult stuff, I feel like... I've always felt like that should be something that is mandatory or taught in all the way through high school. Sure, yeah. I I see what you're saying. Mm -hmm. I think that that's not a bad idea in terms of um, maybe reevaluating the school system. Mm -hmm. um, not that, you know, we have the power to do that. But yeah. um, I would be a proponent for that for sure if that was something legislative to reevaluate the school system and give um, students more choice in what they're doing and add in some more practical um, components to that. And for some context for everyone, uh, Sean and I have gone to the same kindergarten all the way through. Yeah, so elementary, middle, and high school. May yeah. and high school. Big um, three. We went to different colleges. Uh, yeah. But other than that, we've, we've had, we've been at the same institution, but we've yes. had different experiences. So that's something good to put in context. And then also both of my parents are teachers. Mm -hmm. um, so I have a little bit of insight into the school system from there as well. Got you. Yeah, no, it's been cool just to like, you know, grow up together and kind of experience it all um, similarly. But yeah, going just going back to like how education is taught in pretty much all of schooling, I feel like it's almost like a form of obedience rather than learning. And what I mean by that is like a lot of school is like you learn, you memorize this, right? You memorize a bunch of information, regurgitate it on a test, and then essentially like just forget about it. Most people will forget about sure. it. Sure. Yeah. I'm a big, that, I, I hate memorizing. That's like, and I mean, I know with like standardization of tests, they have to do something that's going to, you know, they're trying to like benefit everybody because obviously they can't take one person and be like, you know, work on them forever. Because sure. it would just take forever. It's not practical. Um, I just wish that there was a bit more of a creative path that people could go down, especially in high school, instead of sure. kind of cramming everyone into this one group. Yeah, that makes well, sense. I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there with um, the school system is a difficult monster to change or to make efficient because you are catering to every child yes. in the United States. Mm -hmm. You know, when you standardize stuff, which, you know, that's, you know, in air quotes, you know, the only way to make things fair. Yes. But at the same time. Uh, it's definitely challenging to take, you know, the bottom 10% of people and the top 10% of people um, in terms of where they're at intellectually at different times and stick them in the same classes or emotionally at the same times, honestly, um, and stick them in the same classes, same groups and teach them as one. Um, yeah. Would school be better if it was personalized to each individual child? Absolutely. Uh, the challenge I think there is is a logistical and administrative one to make that a reality rather than, you know, like we all know that that would be better, right? Mm -hmm. And that's why I think a lot of people are opting to go homeschooling yeah. um, and stuff like that going forward, not to mention they get to spend more time with their kids. But 
definitely. I think, I think there are things we can do to make the school system fit children a little bit better um, and young adults. Uh, and I think that's kind of the thing I enjoyed about college was you got to really pick your own schedules. If you hated yes. 8 a.m.s, you didn't have to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, if you liked taking classes at 5, 6, 7 p.m., you could totally do that. You know, if that's when you worked best, uh, your school system could, you know, align with that most of the time. Um, if you wanted to take certain extracurriculars, you could do that. Like, yeah, there's still requirements to get your major, but there's a lot more flexibility. Um, unfortunately, I think that, you know, that level of responsibility is difficult to find in people younger than 18. Yeah. No, I agree. That's 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 all those very good points. And I mean, especially like when you no one's forcing you to go to college. I mean, when you sign up. Sure. Right. You're um, you know what you're getting into. At least right. you should like I mean, depending on your major, some majors are going to be harder than others. So and you quote unquote want to be there. Right. Exactly. You, I mean, because you're you're the one that, you know, ultimately did it. And obviously there's going to be. And this is the part I don't agree with with parents and whatever other family f- kind of forcing their kid to go because oh, yeah. from I know like with with our like parents generation right school was like very much paramount so yeah. paramount to like to like being successful and yeah. I agree it was extremely important in being successful but I feel like with nowadays obviously you have to be a certain individual right you have to be a more entrepreneurial type personality and someone who's willing to work harder um, because at the end of the day you know, being a self-starter, doing your own business is going to be harder than just going to get that easy nine to five, right? And I think it also also should be made clear that people shouldn't just not go to college because they're like too lazy or don't want to. If you're not going to college, you should have something you're like dead set about. Like, I want to do this. I want to be successful in this. And even if it's going to take you a while to like achieve that, um, I, I, I say go for it. Sure. I'll, I'll, I, I both agree and disagree with you slightly. Yeah with the last thing you said. So I, I totally agree. You should go to college. I would say it as with a plan. Um, yeah. I think you need to add a bit more flexibility in there for me to agree with you because uh, like for me, I, I went to college and I was like, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a doctor. And then I was yeah. like, I don't want to deal with insurance and other stuff getting mm-hmm. in my way. Um, and I wasn't a fan of like the American healthcare system. Yeah. And I didn't necessarily want to like have to not necessarily like participate in that, but like have to have that be part of my job. Gotcha. Um, and that was something I realized that I, I didn't want to do. Um, and so I took my degree. I had a biochemistry degree. I was like, okay, well, what else do people do with this? Um, and I adapted and I did something with it. But my degree is relatively versatile. It doesn't which like, is, super which is pigeonhole amazing. you. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I think that's that's more of the thing is like you have to choose your degree wisely you shouldn't just go to college to go to college you should go to college i agree 100 um to get a degree uh to and, and get that degree in a field that you're interested in i agree that being said i think there are a lot of options after college to really transition what you're doing for example like i said i had a biochemistry degree i was pre-med i was all that kind of stuff and i went and i worked in an environmental lab and it sucked it was not my favorite thing to do mm-hmm. um but i'm grateful for that job in the sense that it taught me what i really didn't like uh, 100%. And I knew that I didn't like working. So lab environment, you're very isolated. You're working on something by yourself. You're doing a repetitive task for hours, and you're doing it every single day. That I mean, you know me. That's not my thing at all. <laughs> you know, I like yeah. I like variability. I like new things. I like talking to people. Um, and I kind of – that job helped me identify that those were things about me that 
I wanted to see reflected in my work. Uh, and so I ended up transitioning totally out of the whole lab industry, and I'll probably never go back to it, hopefully, um, into the you know commercial side of mm-hmm. that business. And so um, now I get to work with people that work at labs, and I still get to be a part of the science um, and use my degree and my scientific background and all my knowledge that I've built up there. Um, but I also get to use my communication skills and I get to participate in new things every day. And I mean, like, it's way more fun because I get to participate in like cutting edge stem cell research with 20 different partners, um, at different labs doing all kinds of different, unique, interesting stuff. Um, and it provided me the things that I wanted out of, out of work. So I think that's kind of what you have to do going into college is identify an area that you want to play in. Um, and then as you take jobs, and I think I'm very lucky to have figured that out earlier rather than later in my career. No, definitely. Yeah. Very Um, early on. But I think it's get into an area that you want to play in Mm -hmm. and identify how much, I mean, for me, I had to see how much money it made. Yeah. Um, No, money's a huge thing. Especially with, you know, the economy now and everything. Yeah. Um, looking at how much money your degree can make, is that a sustainable amount for you? Um, and if so, like, and it's something you enjoy, go go pursue it, you know? Exactly. No, I agree. So, like, essentially you're saying college, when you went to college initially, it kind of helped you figure out what you didn't want to do, which ultimately landed you in this new job. Yeah. Well, okay. So, I yeah. I think my job did that more. I think college, okay. I think college, college I went and I got a degree that I was interested in. Yeah. Um, and that I knew, luckily, I was one of the people who my interest aligned with, um, relatively high salaries mm-hmm. and uh good job scalability no yeah your field gets paid very well it depends because yeah. when i was an environmental you know scientist or whatever you'd want to call me then um i made 16 an hour mm-hmm. i was making like as much as a taco bell worker yeah yeah you know um and i definitely had the experience of oh my god why did i even go to college mm-hmm. you know um and then cut you know like to now less than six months like after having that job, I had that job for about six months and I make significantly more money and I do something that's much, much more interesting and provides Mm -hmm. much more, yeah, work-life balance. So it all just kind of like fell into place, you know, after. Yeah. And I think, I think that's something to, that's another good point, I think, is that the school system doesn't prepare um, kids for the reality of life. Like you're going to go to college. And then I think a lot of people have this experience of, they get out, they have their degree, they're like, hell yeah. And then two months What's go next? by and then they're like, oh shit, my yeah. entire life, all these checkpoints have been lined up for me, you know? That's exactly the thing. It's like the structure's there for you. Yeah. That and was like, that was like me gone. in high school, you know, like you had like the structure. I mean, even in college a bit too. College, yeah. I mean, now that I'm nearing the end of it, it's like kind of a little bit more scary. Yeah. Well, college sets your goals for you, right? It, it, it puts exactly. that, dangles that degree out yeah, in front yeah, of yeah. you but then and once says, you get hey, it, go do these five things exactly. to go get that degree. Uh-huh. Um, and then in, in, when you get into real life, you have to set that stuff up for yourself for the most part. Yeah. Um, and that, that I think, is, is a little bit daunting to take on. Not Definitely. because it's not something that people can't handle, but it's because no one's ever – like you don't have to do that with your life until you're out of college. Like Exactly. All those steps are kind of lined up for you. Yeah. Um, I agree. I agree 100%. And I think a lot of people go into school after college, get a master's, get a PhD, because they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I think it works out for some people, but I think that's a bad move, generally. Bad move in terms of going back for, like, more schooling, if they don't know what they want to do. Yeah, if you were going, if you are go, if you don't know what to do, 
pulling the trigger on college is probably not the best path. Yeah. In my opinion, Mm -hmm. you know, um, or on, you know, higher education Mm -hmm. than college. I, I don't think it's a good idea to pull the trigger on those things until you know what you want to do with it. Um, at least vaguely, like, uh, especially yeah. when you go into higher education, because you have to specialize. Like, if I wanted to get a PhD, I'd have to get it in something more specific than just biochemistry. I'd have to get it in like virology or something, mm-hmm. right? Um, which I could totally do, but I have to know that I want to spend six to eight years on virology research, um, and that's not something that I would want to do. So that's not what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's a, I don't know, it's an important call out for. Um, people considering doing more schooling, do it if you know that that's an area you want to play in, at least. No, especially because, I, I mean, me personally, I know a lot of people who have, like, say, like, nursing, for example, right? Nursing sure. takes years and years of schooling, like like for yours, too. But if you're, like, halfway, like, if you're not, like, full 100%, like, you know you're going to be still sure. interested, like, five, six years down the line, it, it could attend, or it could potentially be a waste of time if you're, like, two, three years into it and you're, like, wait. Yeah. I don't want to do this anymore, but you've already spent so much money. You kind of put yourself in this hole. Right. And if you want to look at it like a game or like, a, yeah. like a, like a, I don't know, like you're playing the game with college, like, or any kind of academic program, you're always better going into something that's going to give you more options at the end. I agree. Um, and that's kind of why I did what I did because I felt like it would give me the most options to like, cause a biochemist can go and do virology. He can go and do like all these different things. Cause it's, it's very like base level. It's like learning algebra and then taking a higher level math classes. It's mm-hmm. like you've got to have algebra to do that. So, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, definitely do something that's going to give you options if you're not sure. That's that's like exactly me. Because, you know, I, I major in communication. It's a very broad major, right? You can go into marketing. Yeah, that's the I you have can every be, option ever. I have every option. And that's exactly, that's what worked for me because I am a very indecisive person trying sure. to, trying to trying to work on it. But I just... I felt like that major, I mean, I enjoy, I know I enjoy like socializing stuff like this. Mm-hmm. I enjoy doing that. So I figured, you know, I'd go get my degree, maybe learn some stuff along the way. And, you know, to me, it makes sense. Everybody's going to have their own different situation, right? Like right now, personally, I go to Sonoma State, as I've mentioned previously. And the way I have it lined up right now is I will have no student debt when I'm out, right? Very nice. It gives me some experience outside of our hometown, meet new people, experience new areas, get to live on my own. Um, and it just, it just made sense. And obviously other people, it might not make sense. Might, some people might just want to work and stay home for a bit. But for me, it's just a very flexible and my major's not extremely hard. It's, it's a fun time. So you just really got to feel out what works for you. And some people it's, it's not going to work out and you're going to want to, it might be better for you to stay home and figure out some side hustle in the meantime. Sure. Yeah. But Maybe that's just, the next, the next episode, overcoming indecision. <laughs> overcoming indecision. That would be a good one. But yeah, just going back. I mean, I think college is definitely the right move for a lot of people. Yeah. But, um, well, and, and I, not to like discount college too much because, um, there's a lot of value you can get there. And I think it gives you a really good playground space to be an adult if you have the money for it exactly you know? no, i agree Cause there's you have a lot more support systems in college than you do outside of college even if you don't have a strong uh, support system with your own family you can get those things at school very um, much so and i think that it's it's a good place to learn and grow as a person yeah make connections um, as well as you know intellectually or within your major Definitely. all that kind of stuff so 
I think there's a value there. It's just kind of like, where does that pay off for, for going to school? Like me, I would never have gone to a UC for four years mm-hmm. because that wasn't something I was I, I wanted to take on financially. Yeah, you know? exactly. That's but what I'm saying. going for two years... Just depends on yeah. Yes, because I wanted situation. that level of education. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, very much so. I mean, yeah, and I know just like going back to what I was saying about like people feeling pressured, it's like, you know, some people are going to feel pressured and then end up going and really enjoy it. But then there's going to be people that go and they're like, I hate this. And Oh, yeah. And I don't know. I just feel like going back, if you're someone who's like dead set on this, like you've got like what you think is like a million dollar idea. Maybe it'll take, you know, a few years to pan out, but it's always better to start on that. Like say skip college or whatever and start on that than go through college, get your degree and then you know, you really think to yourself, I'm not going to ever do anything with this degree. It's just going to sit here. Yeah. Well, what it really is, is like life is all about, or it, I don't know. I think if your success, I think success for success, you need to identify transferable skills mm-hmm. and you need to build those skills and yeah. then demonstrate that you can transfer them. Exactly. I mean, that's what college is mm-hmm. too. It's just a standardized way of doing it. Yeah. You, you go there, you build a skill, you get a piece of paper that shows that you build the skill and then you go to a job and you do an interview where they talk to you about how you're going to transfer those skills. If you can do that without a degree, um, yeah, sure, some companies might not give you the time of day, but exactly. if you want to build a business, if you want to succeed in different areas, if you're a creative, um, any of those kind of things, it's all about building skills and then making them transferable if you can you know uh something yeah transferable into like other areas yeah yeah but i mean definitely communication like Mm -hmm. i think people really discount that a lot but if you know how to talk to people you can get twice as far in half the time because you can make connections that'll help you out that's exactly that's another reason why i chose comms because i wanted to really like for me know how to really form connections with people yeah. learning how to understand and that's why i was a psych major at first too because i wanted to really understand how people worked i did customer service jobs yeah because it gets you time. far it doesn't even matter like you know what your major is you can really open up avenues if you know not in like a manipulative way of course i mean you can do that too sure but like you know how to kind of work with people yeah yeah i i think i think there's a lot to be said for I think people consider them soft skills mm-hmm. because, um, like, people would look at, I don't know, maybe my academic background and be like, oh yeah, you know, um, he's an intelligent guy because he's got that degree, you know, and he got he got good exactly. Grades, they just look stuff. at like, yeah, you're whatever. I could not have the job I have now unless it was for all the soft skills. The mm-hmm. degree is like ten percent. Mm-hmm. The degree is a baseline where it says, hey, he knows some biochemistry. He can talk about lab stuff. Yes, yeah, I and feel then like all the rest is what did I demonstrate in that interview? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like for most interviewers, right? They're really going to examine your character. And oh, if yeah. they if they really It's called behavioral interviewing. Yeah. Which I feel like is super important. I mean, if they look at your degree and maybe they're not super impressed with what degree it is, but they see how like charismatic you are and how well you like yeah. interact, that's going to ultimately be the deciding factor I feel like with most I think the only area I've heard that this isn't really true is um, computer science. Yeah, I mean, that's a computer science. Yeah, you definitely want to, I would say, go to college for that. I mean, that's a huge. Actually, I don't know. I I think I I was talking. Obviously, it depends. Yeah, I I was talking more about the the interview questions. I've heard for a lot of, and like, I'm not a computer scientist. I have a couple friends who are, but I've heard their interviews were like very, 
skill-based. Like, you had to be able to demonstrate oh, that you could do Like, doing things. stuff in the interview? Yes. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you were, like, solving computer science Which problems. I guess still doesn't really mean you need, like, a degree. It just sure. means you still need to, like, kind of understand what they're going to yeah. ask. Mine had a little bit but, of that. I mean, yeah, that, that would make sense. Yeah. yeah. They asked yeah. me to talk about, like, how would you position this product that we mm. have? Uh, and so, yeah, and, you, and yeah. Yeah, I had, I had good background knowledge that could support that, but... Mm. Um, I think 90% of the time, how they're looking for the right fit, yeah. you know, for jobs. And like, that's, if you want to go the traditional job route, I think there's also, you know, the self-employment route and all that kind of stuff. I think it's just good to state that like all of that stuff is very high risk, potentially high reward. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to be a freelance contractor, if you want to do all that kind of stuff, it's, uh, the least stable thing out there, but you can still make good money and, and mm -hmm. you get, you know, some of that work-life balance freedom you might want. Yeah. You know? And then going off of that, just for anyone who's listening, I just want to say, like, if you really enjoy your job, like you genuinely enjoy it and you love coming into work today or any day, and um, if you genuinely enjoy that, but the pay is not super great, I think I think that's like a fair, fair trade off. Like, I know, like money in a way can buy happiness. Right. But I feel like sure. if you gen I remember my old doctor told me this, um, Dr. Lloyd Bramer, if you're out there listening, he's um. <laughs> You know, he gets paid decently, like it's a livable wage, but he would always tell me it's like, if you're super happy with what you do, the paycheck is just a bonus. Because at least, at least for me, like having really good pay is a priority, definitely. Sure. But I would, personally, I would rather trade off being genuinely happy, like coming into work today rather than like slaving away at some job that pays extremely well, but your happiness is just like tanked from it. Sure. Uh, there's a balance to be struck for sure. Yeah. Um, I feel like I feel like you should. Obviously, there's going to be days where maybe you're not wanting to do that, whether right. whether you're you know your own business owner or you're working for somebody. But I feel like because I don't know. At the end of the day, I just feel like happiness is more important. Like that, you're genuinely because you can have money, but then you're going to be depressed with that money, which I guess is yeah, good. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm I've always been a very like. Um, financially motivated person which is which is a good thing to be yeah it definitely yeah. is. i just think you should also not you specifically but sure. like but like anyone who's out there listening you should realize you also want to prioritize like your health mentally and physically and know if you're just telling yourself that you're happy or if you're genuinely are enjoying life well yeah if you told me i could have my lab job back and make twice as much as i'd be making now i wouldn't take it yeah it wouldn't be worth it no, exactly yeah um and if I was making like twice as much as I was making now at that lab job, I'd be making like what? 10, not quite 10 times, but like maybe mm. seven times as much as I was making at the lab job. So I'd be yeah. making like way, way more so money. Like six figure area in there? Yeah, I'd yeah. be making, I don't know, like 250 plus, mm -hmm. you know? Like yeah. I'd be making crazy money. Um, but it wouldn't be worth it because I. I would dislike it. And here's the number one thing, actually. There's nowhere to go. Um, I think that's another, like, component to this conversation. Do you mean, like, like nowhere to go, like, in terms of, like, your job? No, like, no, no, growing no. from that or? Like, growing, growing, growing from that, from that position. So, like, at, oh, at the oh, lab gotcha. I was at, gotcha. there, was, there was no upwards mobility gotcha. within the company, no opportunity to learn new things, to do new things, Definitely. to take different opportunities, that kind of stuff. And I think that that's something, uh, maybe not for everyone, but for me, that's very important for me. Um, is that I'm going to have a job and then when I'm bored with it in two years because I've learned how to do it the best it can be done, mm -hmm. I want something new. I want a new challenge or I want a new new aspect to it. 
um, or something like that. That's something I really love about my job is that it's it's always something new and there's always something to learn because if I lock everything down in two years and I, I got this thing figured out, I can either get promoted, I can get a new territory, um, which means a different set of labs that I'd be working with, um, new products, new people on my team. There's always something new happening and that that is so important to me. I agree, and actually. probably yeah. is to a lot of people to have that kind of, um, I don't know, movement, movement. Within, within their career. I'm the their exact career. same way because I know there's, like my doctor, right? there's people out there that can do the same thing for 40 years and love it every single day, right? Sure. Come into work. My do mom's your, that way. Do your, yeah, and they, and they can love it. And like, you know, to each their own, but like for you and for me, I, I definitely, that's why I'm so indecisive on like, you know, careers and stuff because I feel like if I, like once I dive too deep into it, I'm going to get bored. Um, sure. But like, like I'll just use like Ryan Thomas for an example, right? Um, Ryan Thomas. Ryan Thomas, my man, if you're listening out there. Um, so he's, we were used to work for him. He is a business owner, small business owner. He owns a trampoline park, right? So he's he's owned that trampoline park for, oh gosh, what's the year? He's owned it six years maybe, seven years? Somewhere around there. And yeah. the overall same idea of that place has never changed, right? It's always just been a trampoline park, right? Sure. But there's still been like, it's still changed over time, oh, right? Oh, yeah. You've been, he's added to it, you know, people in there coming to his employees. And that's an, exa- that's an example of why I feel like being a small business owner is so cool because you have... Your same thing, right? That you work with, but it evolves over time. Sure. Where rather it's than also yours, I think exactly. That's a big part it's of also it. yours too. It's like so. It's like your baby. You want to work on it, and as opposed to working an office job, right? If you're sitting in a cubicle, that's oh yeah, working for some big corporation that is it's going to stay the same probably. Right. I mean, you could get promoted. You you know you could work your way up, but it's always going to be that same thing. Whereas like being a business owner like that, obviously, it depends on what business you own. But I feel like most right. of them, it's. The same overall idea, but it evolves over time. Right, and I actually think, I think that's that kind of mentality is a lot more common at small businesses. But yeah. for context, I work for a Fortune 100. Mm-hmm. Um, they're huge. They're called Thermo Fisher. Thermo um, Fisher. They're the biggest scientific supplier in the world. And my job's not like that at all. It's not like this weird corporate, you know, like um, thing where people go in. They clock in, they clock out for 50 years until they're dead type thing. Um, yeah. Now, there are lots of corporations where your job is going to be like that. Um, I'm just fortunate enough that the one I work in is filled with really, really great people um, that want to see you succeed. Like literally every three to six months, uh, I'll sit down with my manager and he's like, what job do you want next after this one? That's cool. Like, which one do you want next? No, where, where are you going to go? Yeah. It's um, huge. And so the fact that you have managers encouraging you to move on mm-hmm. when you're ready for it. That's super cool. Um, which they don't do this like, well, if you you got to work this job for five. Like he's literally told me, you know, like two years you can be out and do something new because that's about how long it'll take for you to really learn what you're doing, which I think is valid. Like two years of doing what I'm doing is like I've, you know, been at it for four months now and I feel like I still probably need another six to really know what I'm doing. So, um, yeah, that that component is important and i think you can find it in larger companies but it's hard it is harder yeah i agree i agree yeah that's super cool actually i didn't i didn't realize who like yeah that's what i'm saying like management makes or breaks it really especially oh, yeah especially you know in larger corporations like that and there's gonna be some out there i mean which i mean if you had like if i know if i had management like that right it would incentivize me to want to stay stick around well yeah and i've got job security 
Yes, that's another big thing um, that we can actually touch on in, in just a second. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I've gotten the opportunity to sit down with people um, that are like, you know, three, four bosses above me. So like my boss that's is cool. boss is boss is boss and have lunch with them recently um, and get to talk to them about, you know, like what their career was like, where they go. And they welcome those kind of conversations and they ask me what I want to do next. Like that's not just – I think that's it's important, important to identify if that is something that is a – culture at the company or is just a manager and if it's a culture stick around would you say it's a culture oh yeah yeah at, at my company yes and that's was that is that like with all your like co-workers too absolutely yeah that's why i work there mm-hmm. like i if there are a lot of reasons why i work the job i work but uh if i had to like try to narrow it down is like culture and then maybe like a subgenre of that is people uh impact i feel like i have an impact on the world and in, in you know a positive way um, challenge. There's good challenge there, and then money. I get paid well. Yeah. Um, the holy trinity. And then also, I'll say last last one would be transferable skills. I build so many transferable skills in my job that yeah. Right now, I'm working in biotech sales. In ten years, after I have a bunch of experience, if I wanted to go try to be um, a project manager at Apple or something, that would be within my sights to go do. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it's totally different industry, there's enough transferable skills that I think, um, cause I know a couple of people who are like 10 years ahead of me, they're like 35, mm-hmm. um, and they're done similar things to what I'm doing now and they're doing things like that. So that's part of what I really like. No, I like, I like what you, you're saying about transferable skills though. Cause like when you really think about it, it's like, I feel like when you're going into a job or doing anything really you want to think about how this could help you in other areas right oh yeah and then you have to be able to demonstrate that value yeah so it's it's building those transferable skills and then being able to demonstrate how those can transfer yeah and you can get any job which i think is super cool even from like even in like um like early on like you know high school jobs minimum wage minimum wage jobs you should be looking for transferable skills that i talked about my trampoline park experience in my job with a fortune 100 company and I think that's it's a it's a great mindset to have. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. And they like, loved it. Like people with like that kind of mindset, obviously, you know, it it can be learned, but a lot of people are like just born with that mindset. Um, and yeah, that's that's just great to have because it shows that you're always looking to grow. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of people, like I said, will just do their one thing and be happy with it, and that's fine. But I just feel like life can be a bit more exciting, right? If you're just growing and looking in your current situation to how it can help you in the future. Sure. Yeah. And I think lots of lots of transferable skills, it's hard to identify while you're building them, but easy after. Um, so like with the trampoline yeah. park job, like I talked about that as an example in my interview. I don't remember the question they asked me. Um, but in my interview for this job, they were asking me about like, oh, you know, what kind of um, experiences have you had where you – uh, implemented a new system that changed how your work functioned, right? And I was like, oh, well, we did this at the trampoline park, blah, 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 whatever. But it was a really good example. And they're like, oh, that's a great example. Like, we, you know. No, yeah, because I remember you were always, kind of like, trying to, like, get Ryan to do, like, new stuff yeah. and all that. Yeah, And some of it happened, some of it didn't. But yeah. that's not what matters at the end of the day. It's that you were doing it. Well, it's, it's also that, like, like I said, there's, there's the building the transferable skill, and then there's the ability – to take that and communicate that to like to other, a new yes. employer. No, it's um, huge. Yeah. Yeah. Being able to communicate complex ideas or um, personal 
stories or um, achievements to other people is like one of the most important things that like I'm still learning how to be really good at that but one of the most important things that I've been able to learn here and there gotcha over the years and see this this is exactly what I think should be kind of aimed for in school systems right sure maybe like like some class that teaches you how to like properly communicate in doesn't matter you know what field you are you don't have to be separated into a class based on your potential major but sure but like yeah like, like I think public it, speaking like a public speaking yeah like class? maybe like public speaking or just you know just whatever kind of class is focused on knowing how to properly communicate right you know just just stuff like you were saying i just feel like that should be more emphasized right sure and because I, I i think the flip side of that too is experiences shouldn't be discounted that aren't you know like oh i'm in robotics club like that's awesome especially if that's mm-hmm. what you want to do like by all means i'm not dissing on robotics club at all <laughs> Um, I love the robotics homies out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if I think people look at like, oh, I had a summer job at the water park or whatever, uh-huh. and they're just kind of like, oh, you, whatever. Like, there are a lot of things you can learn from doing that as well, and I think that that is so discounted that um, it's important to acknowledge. Oh, you're saying like people would get like, like you're saying like potential employers or whatever. If someone told them that, they'd like diss them. No, it's like, no, I think, I think like as peers, we do that. Oh. Like what sounds more impressive to you? I was on the math and science club. I was in robotics club and I did um, uh, music production club in high school. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I worked, I worked at, a trampoline park yeah. job and then I worked, you know, as a student manager at, at Davis or whatever, you know. But one of those sounds we we put more like value onto one of into those. I just feel like instead know, of like what they actually took away from it. You, well, yeah, like because what did you learn in robotics robotics class that you're using today? Mm-hmm. Maybe some cool stuff, and yeah. that's awesome, especially if it's applicable. But there's a I think a lot of people look at jobs and they maybe don't acknowledge all of that applicable stuff that's in there. Um, I so agree. if I agree. you're young, my advice, which you know I'm 22, so I'm like hey, I know nothing. Here. I'm an <laughs> idiot. Uh, but if what I would do if I was, you know, 15 again and looking for work is find, obviously like it's hard to get a job. So get whatever job you can, whatever, if, if yeah. you're in a spot where you want to work and, and that's going to be beneficial for you. Um, it is always start young guys, get a job and try to get one where you're going to build some sort of skill that will get Agreed. you to where you want to go or, yeah. or, or get you. Or even if, if it's something you're bad at. Like, let's say you want to be better at speaking with people, but it's something that you have a hard time doing. Totally get it. No worries. If you can, take a job as a barista or something, you know, where you're talking to people day in, Just day something out. simple. Yeah. yeah. But that's really, I think we discount it because it's not something all at once that you're intently focused on. Like, when you're a barista, you're at work. You're not intently focused on those, those social interactions. But doing that for like a year, year and a half while you're in high school or something you're going to get so much better at conversing with people I agree. that you're not even, and you're not even going to realize it, but you're going to get way better at it. So take a job that's going to either build an area that you're not confident in or build an area that you know you want to play in at the end of college or, you know, in, in life or things like that. That's part of why I took uh, like customer facing jobs because I knew that was an area a lot of people in the science field lacked was the ability to take information and explain it to others well. Mm-hmm. Um, because I went to college, so many smart people, but you ask them a question about something, and they couldn't explain it. To yeah, you. they knew it. They knew it, but you backwards and but forwards. But you couldn't explain it properly. But they couldn't explain it, no. which is yeah, huge. Yeah, I mean that's so, a, that's ultimately you know 
what people are going to, I guess, judge you on in a way. In terms of maybe like right. your intelligence. Yeah. Well, I think that's what I mean is like do like a gap analysis on your like your field that you want to go into. Like if you're – this is more like if you're going to go into college. But if you notice that people in your field are really, really good at one thing and not great at another, um, that one thing, if you can't be better than them at that thing, uh, get good at all the other things. Mm-hmm. that are, you know, like soft skills or, you know, surrounding skills or things like that um, and be able to point to them on a resume. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And going back to what you were saying about like starting like super young and like going into like like a barista job or something like that, I feel like a lot of people when they're young, like 15, 16, right? Sure. Will either like just not want to work because they're like, oh, I'm only young like once in my life or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Either that or they don't think people will think they're like qualified enough to like do a certain thing. So they'll be like hesitant and scared. They won't want to go after something, some sure. job. Um, and what I'm trying to say by that is you're never too young to start. Like if you really want to learn something, but say maybe you're not even, you're not old enough to do it. There's still like alternate routes to where you can learn things right. to where you, when you are that age or when you, you know, are ready at whatever age in the future, you can, you have a leg up. And I, and I feel like people yeah. can, they kind of psych themselves out because they're like, oh, I'm young. The world's going to think I'm stupid. Um, yeah. So I just feel like it's important because you're never too young to start start things like that. Sure. I think there's two sides to that coin. I yeah. think there's like, if, you, if, you're, if you're like really young and this includes you and me mm-hmm. uh, and you walk around like you know everything. Oh, yeah. I, that, people like that. Problem, that is a huge problem. You know, because, so, and I will say like you can be the smartest person in the room, right? But- if you're an Ex- asshole, you'll get nowhere. That's true. No, yeah. that's true. If you're an asshole, nobody you'll get likes nowhere. you. But also, there's no there's no way to make up for a lack of experience, right? Yeah. Because like you can be like you could be way smarter than me, but I could be extreme like years more experienced in the field. So yeah. I'll just I, you you can't you can't know more about it because you haven't had that experience. No, absolutely. So I think experience is a very valuable thing, and people need to realize that they can't just outsmart experience. Sure. Well, I think we place, like, as a society, a lot of value on intelligence. We do. Like, the United States especially. Yeah. Like, youth, intelligence. And yeah. I think that's important, you know, to an extent. I, I mean, you know, I went into the field I went into, uh, and I was surrounded by people that were very intelligent, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I still am. Um, but I think what's more important is capable. You know, how capable are you at things? Um and you can always improve your your you know capability you know um i agree in different areas because if you're not book smart it doesn't matter it doesn't matter it exactly. changes what you need to do to be successful i think uh, or like, maybe like alters your path you mean yeah yeah, yeah. I, agree. It, I agree i don't even think it has to alter your path but it's going to make certain paths harder for you agreed you know? If you have a hard Agreed. time understanding like really complex science stuff, you're not gonna want to do what I did. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, like you could, could and, you, you know, over yeah, you could. It might take you longer than the average, or it but you might could do be it harder. But you could do it definitely. Yeah. Agreed. You know, and if that's what you want to do, do it. What I would say is, like, let's say you wanted to be a PhD biochemist, and you science just did not click with you, and you have tried for many a year, and you just could not get your head around it. Ask why you want to be a PhD biochemist and then identify those things that are attractive to you in that area and then see if there are any surrounding areas like that. Um, gotcha. That so makes sense. So for me, yeah. good example, I was 
like I wanted to, when I was thinking about being a doctor, I wanted to help people and have an impact mm-hmm. on people's health and safety. Um, and I wanted uh, instant gratification in my job. I wanted to be able to point at something and say, I did that, not something that was, you know, a huge group effort that I felt like I barely had any hand in. You know, I wanted to be able to point at something and say, I achieved that. I Look did at this. that. Yeah, um, I did this. Job I'm in now. My company's like uh, motto, tagline, whatever you want to call it, is making the world cleaner, healthier, safer. Mm-hmm. There's point one for me. You know, I get to feel like I'm making a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, point two, I get a number that I get to look at, which is how much revenue did I generate this year? And I can point at that and say, I did that. So it satisfies those two things that I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think being able to identify those things that you want um, out of your degree or things like that uh, is important going forward, especially if you're going to do something different than what you initially planned. So that's getting a different degree. If that's not going to college altogether, uh, identify those things that you wanted. And then when you're changing your plan, uh, make sure to incorporate those things. That makes sense. Does that make sense? That does make sense. No, I definitely see what you're saying. Um, yeah, it is an interesting perspective. I feel like, yeah, there is a lot of people out there that will go into something that they maybe they think they're really good at sure and that's kind of what i did yeah i liked it too but after i got out i was like you know oh man what am i gonna do with this now that i'm not going to med school and i i felt um a little bit like i wasted my time especially because i went right into a job that i didn't like which i mean is it's kind of the that's kind of the beauty of going to college young like we are you have time to like make mistakes and i feel like people also shouldn't be afraid to like make those mistakes like you know, you could go to college, right, 18 to 22 or whatever, sure. hate it, but you're still extremely young. Right. And then you can, you always have that, like, thing with college for me, too, is if, you know, you go, right, and you finish, even if you didn't like it, you'll never have that, like, what if scratching you in the back of the head, right? Oh, yeah. And, like, some people's like, okay, I did it. You know, I'm, I didn't enjoy most of it, but I tried it. And, I mean, I guess, you know, if you don't want to go to college, it's always going to be there for you yeah. if you ever, you know, if you ever decide to go. But, um... Yeah, I just think it's important to learn that you're very young and still growing, and there's a lot more time than you think, but also use that time wisely. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that that's a good point. There mm-hmm. definitely is more time um, than you think, which doesn't mean you know just like piss off your life and don't don't yeah. worry about it. Well, especially with like social media, right? A lot of people will compare like their own timetables to someone else's. Oh yeah, that's I, um, I, I see what you're getting at now. I, I was talking where, more like, and so people will feel yeah. rushed to like, oh my gosh, I got to finish yes. school now. Yeah, where it's like that's, I feel that way too. Yeah, and I know same here. And I'm like scrolling through whatever, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this person's you know graduated doing their job or whatever. But you have to realize it's like it's not a race, and everyone's on their own timeline. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the thing is too is like I. I'm a person who metrics my success in like salary a little bit, which isn't the healthiest thing. Um, no, I mean that's that's a normal thing though. Yeah, I think everybody does that. Everyone does that. that to a degree, even if you know you don't realize it. Sure. Like some people may just think about it like subconsciously, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I went from being in like you know, I don't know what percentile I was in at what point, but I was making mm-hmm. sixteen dollars an hour. Yeah. And within six months, you know, my salary is <clears throat> significantly higher. Like I'm making very good like too much money for a 22 year old Mm -hmm. you know um and it's just it's crazy how fast that changed you know Mm -hmm. um and i I have the same degree i didn't get any further education i didn't get anything else um 
I just looked for a job that used my skills better. Yeah. And that paid better. Which is a thing. Yeah, you need to like, you know, if you want to go the job route, just search around and, you know, you have a lot of time. Just search around and you're going to eventually find one that really fits your specific qualities, I guess. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah. That and, and just like, it's it's weird coming out of college. I um, bet, yeah. I mean, I'm not even finished yet, but I can already, like, it's on the horizon. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's it is close odd. enough. It's close enough that you're thinking about it. Well, because, like, yeah, like we mentioned, you know, way back, it's like, you, that's, like, once you graduate college, that's really the end of, like, any given there structure. There are no more checkpoints. You There's have to no, make them. That, you, yeah. have, you have to create the checkpoints. And that, that's, that's what most people struggle with is because, like you were saying, they have this, like, you know, degrees dangling for you right there, sure. right? You grab that degree and then it's like, oh, shoot. Now I'm at the edge of the cliff. Yeah. There's another cliff on the opposite side, but you got to figure out how you're going to build your way over there. Sure. That's a good that's analogy. A, I like that. Some stupid analogy. No, I actually, I actually like that. I literally one, just yeah. made that up. But um, yeah, you you know what I mean. And hopefully you guys out there Well, that re- relating back to social media is like some people, uh, some people get a helicopter ride to the other cliff. Facts. You know? Well, whether, like, that's, whether that's because they... Born into wealth. Yeah. Whether that's because... They know someone who owns a helicopter or because they earned their helicopter ticket, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it, it, it varies. But uh, there are a lot of people who that's, that's kind of going back to where you're saying don't compare yourself to other people. Because, for example, what I was getting at with talking about, like, me switching how, how much money I was making and going from something like I went from something I hated that I was depressed about and I wasn't making any money and was going to get me nowhere in life. Mm hmm. To six months later, doing something that's gonna fast track my degree, my career to doing what I want to do, that uses lots of my skills and is super interesting. I have more work life balance. Like I get to work from home now. Uh, it provides me opportunities to travel. I get paid way more. All these benefits, right? And it changes so fast that it's it's totally unfair to compare yourself to other people because if I compared myself six months ago other people i would have felt super shitty about myself mm-hmm. and now if i'm comparing myself to other people my age i'm probably doing better than like a fair percentage mm-hmm. right no it can happen quickly that's the thing yeah and like yeah. i kind of lucked into my opportunity and mm-hmm. you know like um i think there's something to be said for for luck and there's like nobody luck? gets anywhere by themselves well and i mean going off like luck you know obviously some people are going to be born into poverty right and some oh, yeah. people are going to be born into wealth you know and and that's just the luck of the draw really yeah you have no control. No one asks to be born. Sure. No one has ever asked to be born, right? Yeah. Right. That, yeah. You're you're not wrong there. <laughs> not I wrong. can't disagree with but, you. But no, my point is though, it's like you can be born into poverty, let's say. And um still if you are willing, obviously you're at a disadvantage, right? There's no sugarcoating that. You're typically going to be sure. at a disadvantage compared to someone who's born into a very wealthy family that doesn't value hard work or anything like that, but I feel like at the end of the day, people who are born with less will in turn appreciate more, which will allow them to work harder. And in ter- maybe their situation doesn't favor them, but they're going to work hard and school is available for them. You know, school's available. Um, yeah. No matter I mean, your social class. Sure. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll take a brief moment to say uh, I've been very fortunate my entire life to be able to, you know, go to decent schools and always have yes. a warm bed and, a you know, a dinner at night and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, like I, I've been very, very lucky and very, very fortunate same, same and, and privileged and all that kind of stuff. Yes. So, you know, just to provide that preface. Um, and I think it's that's a really complex area 
mm-hmm. um, that we're kind of getting into. Um, yeah, we can is, just we can just gloss over it. I just wanted to like mainly just say that no matter like what what you're born into, there's always a road to success. Some are easier than others for sure. Yes, I I, I do think it's a, it's important to really acknowledge how vast that difference can be for a lot of people. Well, and the reason and another reason why I mention it is because say like you're someone who's more poor, right? And you sure. are like looking on social media, for example, and you see like these people like, you know, flexing their cars or whatever. Sure. And that, that might kind of throw you like more. It's like, oh man, I, you know, you get down on yourself. Sure. Even, even though like in your situation, you know, especially if you're like a kid, right? You had no, you no control of, you know, where you're born into. Sure. So you shouldn't, you know, put yourself down. So that's what I'm saying. If you're like, feel like you're at a disadvantage because of that, just know it's like, it's not, it's not you and you should still continue to pursue whatever dream you want to sure. pursue and I think the point whatever means necessary the point you're getting at is it's it's not like an absolute death sentence yeah you know? which, which i feel like which social is, media can like make it look like that maybe not yeah. even just social media but like sure just you know looking around and seeing like all oh, these people with more money right no i think it's it's i think you're right that it's not a death sentence i do think that there is um like just because everyone has you know, free education or whatever yeah. doesn't mean that that's education created equal, right? Like, if you are someone who comes from an impoverished area, and like you have so many things against you, I agree. Um, and I think that it's it's really important to acknowledge that you know their quality of life is going to be worse, their yeah. uh, education is going to be worse, the opportunities that are presented to them are going to be worse, their mm-hmm. experience at co- like the colleges they can get into are going to be worse, the um, first jobs, they're probably, they might be discriminated against more, you know, be, whether that's because yeah. of race or social status. Like, there are a lot of barriers there, and I think it's important to acknowledge that those exist. Um, but I, I, I do agree. I think, you know, what you're getting at is, like, it's important to try to be positive and, and, and um, find uh, what your path looks like, even though you might have, a, like, significantly more barriers in your way. Yeah. Um, no, I feel like so. I agree with you yeah. there for sure. I just think it's important to also acknowledge how how large and how many of those barriers can be in place. No, there's definitely like a lot more. Yeah, but you know, if, like say you're, you know, impoverished and you you can go to school and you can still be like the smartest one there. Like if you're willing to like put in the work and you know, say you get straight A's throughout. You know, you you really work hard to get straight A's and then you get a scholarship. And, or say you're just, you know, a gifted athlete, you know, cause some people sure. are born into poverty, but can be, you know, extremely gifted in, in that area. But, um, yeah, like you were saying though, there is a lot more hurdles to overcome than someone who's born into wealth. But yeah, just the general, general sense of what I'm trying to say is that there is always a way out no matter how like hard it may be. Yeah. I, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I think. Essentially, just don't you know? I just don't, don't want people, count yourself. Out. Don't want people to be discouraged themselves, right? Because no, someone who's born into that could like be extremely smart, right? Just sure. naturally, but then the world kind of beats them down because they're like down, down here, right? Right. I I don't want to be discouraging at all mm-hmm. either. Yeah. Um, I, like I said, I just think it's important to acknowledge that there's there's a big difference, um, in terms of like barriers and stuff like that, and like there is and opportunities provided. There is, you know, agreed. Um. And so I just think that that's something to acknowledge. Like, there's, you know, by no means uh, is that intended to be, you know, uh, like a downer. Or yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. It's just, you know, um, being realistic. Right. I, I think I think that it's 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 
difficult to tell people you can succeed um, no matter the barriers you face because I think that that experience is so different from person to person. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's easier said than done. It yeah. definitely is one of those. But I, I agree it with your true. sentiment. I agree yeah. with your sentiment for sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, no, what you're, yeah, it's obviously easier like to like, you know, sit from a higher up and be like, oh yeah, if you just put in the work because you don't, you've never experienced that. What? I, yeah. And like it, you can try to relate as much as possible, but you'll never truly understand. Sure. To, yeah, to clarify what you're saying, I think as people who have faced you know, some barriers, but not, you know, a huge amount of them. Yeah. It's, it's easy to say, it's like, okay, for example, if you take someone who has 300 million, their, their parents have a net worth of $300 million. Mm -hmm. It's going to probably be easier for them to succeed than someone whose parents have a net worth of yeah. $500,000 mm -hmm. or whatever. And all the way down to, you know, a net worth of debt. Right. Um, and there's a million other factors, right? Like there's so many things that go in, into, um, the barriers that you're going to have in, in your in your way. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's important to acknowledge those and then do do the best you can in in spite of those, which I don't know. It's I, I've been very lucky where I haven't had to face too many really difficult barriers. You know, everyone has barriers they have to face. Exactly. Um, and I've been lucky to not have to face uh, too many large ones. Um I think the best thing you can do is try to position yourself to uh, do well when opportunities do come along, even if they are significantly more rare for you than they are for other people. Yeah, and yeah, no, I agree with that. And always like kind of remind yourself, like you were saying, that like you know you're blessed. Like yeah, it's like, important to be grateful for what yeah, you yeah, have, for sure. Like with you know, and obviously some people are gonna have more to be thankful for, right? But I I still feel like it's important to kind of carry that mindset. You know? Sure. Yeah, I think I think it is important to strive for success despite the barriers that might be in your way if you're a person who's motivated by success. Yeah. yeah. And sure. me personally, like as I've gotten older, I've kind of realized more how like, you know, lucky and like grateful I am. I'm like I try to appreciate right. it more like not cuz I think it's super easy to take things for granted, especially when they just like, you know, that's what you're used to, right? Sure. Like and that that's that's why I mentioned earlier it's like when you have less you appreciate more because, you know, stuff like just you know, like like smartphones, for example, right? We carry these things with us every day, but then there's people in third world countries who that's their like dream, and then here we are just chilling with one. Every I don't day. know if their dream is for smartphones. It might be for but like clean not water, not specifically, or food. not specifically <laughs> that. Yeah, but I just mean like that's like an example, right? Or like I, guess, I, I get I get what you're let me rephrase yeah. it. It's something that's seen as like an extreme luxury to them, possibly. Sure. Well, yeah. I mean, even you want to take that even down to a more basic thing, mm -hmm. shelter, dude. Yeah. Like I just I just looked at my know, phone. That was like the yeah, first thing that yeah. popped. But that's it. It doesn't matter. Whatever. It doesn't matter if it's a phone or whatever. Food, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah no. Yeah. Even like like basic food, water. You know that to us is like okay, whatever. We just can have it. Yeah. But then there's other people that it's like you know fight for that. So I think it's just what I'm trying to say is it's important to like. And I tried. I recognize like, disparity in the world around you. Yeah, and just yeah. like be like thankful for that, even if you know you've grown up with the mindset that this is normal. You got to realize that it's not normal in a lot of places. Right. Right. I, yeah. I, I agree. I think it is important to recognize the benefits that, you know, mm -hmm. you've had and the luxuries you've had. and, and It um, makes you more appreciative. Yeah. Well, and I, I also think – I think there's two parts to it. One, appreciate what you have. And mm -hmm. two, um, help out those who were not as fortunate, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and that's what, like, comes with, like, the beauty of, like, you know, if you're someone who is put in, like, a high financial status, it's, like, having the ability to do that, right? Yeah. To, to give back, which is, like – 
you know, eventually, like, you know, if you or me get there and, like, you, ha- like, are able to do that. Oh, when I'm a billionaire? Yeah. <laughs> when you're a billionaire. Um, I think, yeah, it's important. And I, I think, think you can do that without um, having billions of dollars as well. Now, I no, think, I know. I'm can just you saying, have like, more impact you know, by donating a billion that's dollars? What I mean. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, you know. Go volunteer at your uh, no, yeah, you can do soup kitchen. I mean, you could do home. things without spending money, like you're saying, like volunteer. Kind of I think also another thing that we we don't really focus on, like I think a lot of people, that's what they think of first. Oh, you know, donate money, mm-hmm. and then number two is let's go volunteer, mm-hmm. and then number three, which I think this one, like just treat other people well. Oh, 100 percent. You know, yeah, you never know what someone's going through. Yeah, or you know what what obstacles they've had to overcome to get to where they are. You know, like, and who knows that could lead you to like. You know, say this is, I'm literally just going to make this up, but say, you know, there was some like maybe like kid in high school who didn't have any friends, but you made the opportunity or you made the effort to like go and talk to him and like, you know, oh, yeah. and your then they start their own company and then, you then they start, they become CFO. a billionaire. Oh, yeah. So it, I feel like my thing is like, if you put good in the world out into the world, it, it's always going to find its way back to you one way or another. Sure. And yeah, like I was saying, you never know. People can, people are very good at hiding things. I've, I've realized like like what they're going through and stuff like that oh like people can be very good at like putting on like a happy face do you think that's they're good at something or do you think it's that they're bad at being vulnerable rather than either way (laughs) either way whatever it is doesn't. i would say it's number two you'd say that i would i I mean yeah i I would say it's probably a healthy mix of both i see what you're saying um but either way whatever the case is it's yeah it's important to. i think always i think people are bad at being vulnerable personally like Good at hiding I stuff agree. is is like yeah that's I guess that's a component to it but I think I think, well I feel like I feel like bad at being vulnerable would kind of almost lead into that. Well yeah you develop the mm-hmm. skill to yeah, cover it exactly. up because you don't want to appear vulnerable exactly yeah I mean exactly you look at social I, it goes back to social media thing mm-hmm. which I think you know it's so easy to rag on social media but here I am doing behind it. a screen. Um, well, not even yeah but I mean like even in person it's it's just easy to rag on social media you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially nowadays, you know, but you see like social media is and it's hard because the way our brains work is we we like we think through things based on what we see. And when we're on social media, we see nothing but like the best one percent of everyone's life. Yeah, it's right? a so if you go look through your social media right now, it's like the top 1% of stuff that you've done recently, like, or ever, right? And so looking at that, I see, like, the best 1% of moments you've had. And I don't see the other 99% that weren't as good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, you, we know this, right? Like, we all logically understand this. It makes sense to us. Um, but the fact that our brains keep seeing that pattern over and over and over and over it doesn't matter if we logically acknowledge yeah, that that's not you're the still case. Feel. You still feel that way because your your emotive response functions based on what you're seeing, not what you know. Right. Which again, just tying it back into the whole like success thing, is like you can see that kind of stuff, and it will discourage you. You're like, oh, I'm doing this, and like you know, maybe you're like really happy doing something, but it might not be as grandiose sure. as someone you know doing whatever and so like seeing that can kind of like tell your brain like maybe like you don't realize it on the surface but your subconscious is going to think oh what i'm doing is not as cool as what this person is doing i should stop doing this sure and i feel like i've had that kind of a lot right with like just you know seeing what other people are doing and it's like do am i really doing what's like 
you know, because you, you look at them and you're like, dude, that's so cool. Like, what I'm doing sucks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, so, you're you're in a unique situation, too, where, like, some of your friends have graduated college. Yeah. Well, our, our age range, I mean, you have people living at home. You have people having kids. You have people here. Yeah. You have people yeah, having kids. You have good, people getting married. So, like, 18 to, like, 24, 25, extremely interesting age range, I would say. Sure. And, yeah, for everyone who is that age range... You know, I wonder if it's the same when you're like 30 to 40. Yeah, if anyone anyone would like to chime in on that, um, I know you can't hear me right now, but <laughs> anyways, um, I know from what I've looked up, and obviously this is just the internet, right? But it's like people in their 30s say on average that they're happier than they were in their 20s, and then the you know, 40s they're happier than they were in their 30s, and that's interesting. Yeah, and it's and what I, I can't name the sources, but just kind of just you know when I'm bored googling stuff, it's like people, and I feel like I, it makes sense in a way because. A lot of people by their 30s, right? They've like found their job that they might be happy with. They have their kids. They have their family. I wonder. I wonder how much of it is that, or how much of it is people getting complacent. Well, the cynic in me says that there's the like cynic. there's there's a level of complacency there where it's like, you do you get what I'm saying? Like when you're 20, you're ambitious. You want to accomplish oh, yeah. a million things. By 30, it's kind of like the and well, not so much <laughs> that, but I mean, I wonder. I wonder how much of that has been maybe like adjusted to be a little bit more realistic by the time that you're 30 and because you've been able to make that adjustment you're like you've, happier you're, with it. you've accepted it almost yeah i think that is a big part there's more it. happiness there you've kind of like the situation you're in obviously it's going to depend but the situation you're in if you accept it you're obviously just going to be happier because you're like oh this is life and then you kind of maybe 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 it might not even be a happiness thing you just learn to make peace with it yeah because i feel like a lot of people are not happy with their situation but they'll learn to make peace with it because they're not yeah. they're not the same thing because i feel like happiness is more of like moments whereas like peace is like obviously it depends but like it's more long lasting yeah i i, I get what you're saying i mm-hmm. i don't know i think that's interesting to think about like i don't know achievement and complacency yeah you know and like it's yeah it's i mean i feel like even in your 30s like comparative to your 20s it's still like a lot of people are still figuring stuff out you know yeah i think something i'm trying to put in perspective for me is like i i feel like a lot of people in our generation feel like if you're not successful by the time you're like 25 like someone comes to your house and kills you well th- that's because of social media yeah i, I, feel I, I think it's, i, think I it's agree with that you. i think it's also i, I think, think because of maybe because of social media but a lot of people we grow up with are like uh i don't want to say afraid because maybe it's not that but afraid or unwilling or whatever um to be vulnerable genuine um not fake um because i think a lot of people either see it as weakness or unattractive Mm -hmm. um and i i mean i personally like to be able to have conversations with my friends that are about you know the 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 tough stuff uh, and the difficult things no definitely like our generation is like tends to not want to deal with that as much i actually read this book called iGen for um, oh yeah for one of my for my summer class and it talked about like how more and more of our generation we're living at home later like comparative to like older generations we are a bit more sensitive yeah because we can't afford housing <laughs> dude but um <laughs> we're a bit more sensitive to certain sure. topics um and you know we're seeing like less marriage or no not less marriage but marriage at, at a later age comparative right. to older generations um so it's just it's just interesting because we're like the first generation to really grow up with 
social media. So yeah, it's interesting to see like all the drastic changes and stuff, you know? Sure. And I wonder how much of that is attributed to social media or just like, like housing. Inflation is nuts. So you could put that on the housing market and you know oh housing yeah no housing is definitely definitely a, well, and, a, a and then, bump right um, now getting married later like people are living longer than ever now you mm-hmm. know it depends on like what generations you're comparing it to are you comparing it to people that were born like in the 70s millennials gen x yeah okay yeah yeah i i wonder i wonder um that's interesting i wonder if you could find out why all those things probably not yeah there was the there was a bunch more bunch other stats on there too just about like they sure she, she talked about you know like how like social media is like just kind of like corrupting in a way. Like I feel like social media, we've just been bagging on it. I feel like it does a lot of good in certain ways in terms of like being able to connect and share information really quickly, which it which yeah. does do good. But I, I don't know. I've always, I've always perceived it as more negative than positive. The whole internet's a double-edged sword, man. It is. It really is. There's so many good things and so many bad things yeah. about it, you know? And There's... like I was saying, you know, we're the really the first one to grow up in like the, yeah. boom, the boom of it. Yeah. It's been around. Yes, I think I think we're we're the generation that saw I don't know, maybe millennials saw widespread adoption of it too, but I think to a degree, yeah. I think we grew up like when we were when did the first iPhone come out? When did 2007. Out? 2007. Okay. Yep. And then we were first... 7 at that time, right? Yeah. Ballpark. So Yeah, putting that into perspective, it's I I see what you're saying. I think I think a big part of it is we we were the first generation that got technology in our teens that allowed that level even of earlier communication. Than that. I mean, you look at like well, yeah, like Instagram, you, Snapchat was like when we were like eleven. Right, right, right. But I mean, like, I mean, the it was slow. It was clunky. It wasn't great. It is so fast and seamless and almost necessary now. That's what um, I'm saying. Like we we like almost in our early childhood, we went from like it not really being prominent, and then we've kind of grown up through it like exploding and being ne- like right. necessary when i think we've we've hit that like we've hit enough um technological innovation to the point where like you can do everything on your phone now that was yeah. not the case even definitely. 10 years ago definitely you know um i mean you know shit we're recording this on a phone you know so like yeah. it, it's one of those yeah. things where it's interesting to see how that impacts and like you know it's interesting i'm, I'm a like technologist so. longer term yeah yeah like I when we're like in our 60s is. like it'll be interesting to see like how because like you know gen z is like born 95 to 2015 right so it'll be interesting to see how when that generation like how we're long-term affected like when we're in our elderly stages i yeah i wonder if there will be more something i've always thought about in that like arena is it's interesting will, will parents and grandparents be more connected to their kids because we've also grown up like i feel like between me and my parents technology is such a big i don't want to say divide because that's not true yeah but it's something that um is so different like in the way that we live our lives whereas i feel like when we grow up i wonder if there will be that that large divide kind of like how there was with people who grew up with the radio and then kids that grew up with the tv yeah right i wonder if we'll have that we'll have a lot less of a divide because we grew up with technology because it was so ingrained in our lives. Mm-hmm. When we're 60, we'll still be really integrated with technology as much yeah. as, yeah. you know, someone who's 20. Yeah. I don't know, but it's going to be interesting to it see. It will be interesting to see. And it'll be, you know, just tying it back in, it'll be interesting to see, like, yeah, just, I don't know, like, what, like, you know, the statistics will be on, like, 
you know, job happiness, just stuff like that, just overall satisfaction in life when, when we're older. I hope it goes up. I, I mean, hope so. I think with, with work from home, that's been a big... Yeah, remote remote working is huge. Big impact. Um, yeah. I think it'll trend towards that. I mean, I have a whole spiel about whole work spiel. from home and, and why it's great, you know, yeah. but... We uh, can save it for another day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think there's, there's a lot of things to consider mm-hmm. for what you want out of a job. And which well, or you just know, you know success in general success yeah. in general yeah. like for me whether it be like trade school even too or the military sure like i that. i know nothing about what those paths look like same here um, so i won't comment on them too much but just throwing out there like what other you know paths we see yeah it's a good it's a good idea to look at what's in front of you and 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 what seems like a viable option for yourself yeah um for me that was always going to be college but for other people you might not need college you know in which case Welding. I know someone who did uh, welding, actually, uh, trade school, and mm-hmm. they make like almost as much as I do now, and they really like what they do. Yeah, exactly. And I think they only work like four or five hours a day. That's nice. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's, you're seeing more and more jobs like that where it's like less work but more. Yeah, they make reward. six figures, I think, or damn close to it's it. Crazy. Ninety. And, yeah, it really is just figuring what works for, or figuring out what works for you, man. Yeah. And like, I think it's important too to like, especially like you know our age, you know, twenty two. And even a little bit older, a little bit younger, it's like you're still growing. You know, our brains are still developing. Even when your brain is fully developed at whatever 25, it's still important to. Yeah, I don't know. I know nothing. I'm an idiot. <laughs> it's still important to, like, realize you're I gonna... say that genuinely, too. Like, yeah. I think it's important. Or, I don't know, me I think it's personally. important that your mindset about a lot of things is going to change, too. Like, you could feel, like, very sure. passionately about something. But then you have to not, like... Not like be expecting it to change, but be open to the factor idea. that into your, yeah. your decision making. Yeah, sure. Which I think is a huge that people like don't you know you could be sixteen and you're like oh my god I want to do this, and then you don't really factor in like oh yeah yeah but, I see what you're saying your interests and stuff change over time and don't don't let that like discourage you from like trying that but like just be aware that's what that's what I've like I've recently like realized that as like we're always like you know we're you know our brains are growing yeah. and we're still the growing. specifics change but the the like overarching principles don't at least mm-hmm. that's been my experience like yeah i always wanted success and money and you know uh variability and, and new things in my job and like all, all those things have stayed the same, same but here. like maybe the very specific yeah, I see what you're areas saying. those like variables of, yeah i got you i got you you yeah. know but like those the big overarching principles have stayed the same for me but yes. the, the the specific thing i wanted to do has changed mm-hmm. and it's i think yeah it's super important to like realize that because i feel like that applies to most people yeah and i think it'll probably change again in five years and mm-hmm. then again in 10 or, or, yeah. or whatever you know and we're looking forward to it yeah, yeah. we'll see we'll see what happens see what happens man yeah well are you feeling feeling good yeah feeling good about good conversation yeah that was solid you got any got any last things you want to throw out there before we wrap her up no, I mean any closing remarks? I think for the for the people for the youth out there. Sure, I think obviously. I mean, it's it's the corniest thing ever, but it's, oh, find your own path. You know, like figure out what you want to do. Um, but I think the number one thing is is think ahead, but don't take yourself too seriously. Mm-hmm. I guess you know, try try to make a plan, but but don't make it too specific that. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to end up being disappointed because stuff changes so much so fast, especially when you're in that like 18 to 22 range. Like Mm -hmm. my life changed so much and what I wanted to do changed so much and the opportunities I had changed so much. Um, And so I think make a plan, 
and don't worry if you don't stick to it as long as you can see a path in front of you for the next two to five years that is going to give you some kind of advantage going forward and you think it's worth your time. I agree. And I will say too, even if you're older, right? Like you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, I feel like by the, by that time, like a lot of people that have been in a career for a while think they're stuck because they're like, oh, I'm like 50 or whatever. But it's like, it's never too late, man. Sure. You can, you can change, like do what is best for you. Like life is like too short to feel like you're just stuck there. I mean, identify those transferable skills. Yeah. Right? Like you may not be, you know, you may not have as much time. It's like, who cares though? It's like, do, do whatever works best for you and don't be afraid to change even if, you know, you're up there in age. Sure. But, um, yeah. Uh, I think I think that's pretty good. I will tie it back into school one more time um, just to kind of wrap it up. So for people who out there who are kind of hesitant about college, I will say don't force yourself to go. If you, re- if you really just have a gut feeling and you really feel like it's not the best for you and you have some other like project or whatever idea that you want to pursue um college is always going to be there you can always go back to it and you might feel like you're missing out but if like i said if you have something you're very passionate about i would go after that but at the end of the day you could always go back to college and you'll you can go through that and experience both but um sure and if you're gonna go to college be smart about it be smart about it yeah be just know like we mentioned earlier know what you're getting into choose a major or something that you know you'll have or at least you'll think you'll have like sustained yeah. interest in over time or at least has transferable skills and read the terms and conditions read the terms and conditions <laughs> and just realize you negotiate your tuition because you can do that <laughs> negotiate you they can. didn't tell me that but you, you can. can actually go to your financial office and like talk with them and change your tuition number you can yeah it's hard but you can do it and no matter your situation young or old just remember you're never stuck you can always change things up no matter what what that situation looks like and um yeah best of luck to you all in that go find your path to success see y'all in the next one all right love y'all have a good one and um peace